today on the Profitable Trading Podcast. So we're talking about AI today, and we're going to talk about some of the society impacts, but we're going to dig into some really specific benefits for your business. We think about it taking over things like factory jobs, but I think that's because there's an association we have to AI as robots. But remember, it's not robots, it's an intelligence. If you're not already thinking or looking at AI, you need to start exploring this. You do actually risk becoming a dinosaur, and we know what happened to the dinosaurs. You know. Well, yeah, dinosaurs ruled the world for longer than we did, but, uh, you know, can we be did. Over in a That's flash. a Freudian slip there. Well, then we do. Maybe look at it the way that AI's going, eh? <laughs> Who knows? Artificial intelligence, or AI, has been front and centre in the news a lot recently, and there have been some incredible developments in AI that are changing the way we work and live. Tune into this week's podcast where we discuss how AI is likely to affect your business and how you might use AI to make your business and your life better. You're listening to the Profitable Tradie Podcast, where every week we help you make more money, get your time back, and make life and business a whole lot more fun. Join us as we transform your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business into a successful operation. Don't miss a beat. Hit the follow button. Let's get started. Alrighty there. Hi, Tony Fraser-Jones, your host of the Profitable Tradie Podcast. We're at the podcast now, and here with my mate, Phil Smith. How you going, buddy? Always good. Yep, that's yep. good. <laughs> Got some good chat today. Yeah, man. Yeah, should be a good topic as well. Being it's a, certainly an interesting to one. one. What, are we, what are we digging into today, Chief? Mate, we are talking about AI or artificial intelligence. Uh, basically, since ChatGPT was released on the 30th of November 2022, the world's been a, a pretty different place. Um, and, you know, ChatGPT's actually made AI available to the masses in a way uh, that's you know more visible and accessible um, than it really has ever been before, which is pretty exciting. It is. And, and if you haven't heard about uh, ChatGPT, it's an AI that's developed by OpenAI that stands for Chat Generative Pre-Training Transformer. So uh, let's call it <laughs> GPT. In yeah. plain English, it's it's an artificial intelligence program that's designed to generate human-like text from the input that it's given or the questions that it's asked. So if you give a, a sentence or a question uh, to the prompt, it can actually generate a relevant response. Mm. Now, um, it can do this on a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, recently, Broman and I, my wife, we were talking about um, cooking and how the hardest part of, you know, cooking is actually deciding what to cook. Uh, so I asked ChatGTP to come up with a menu for the next seven days for some healthy family meals that were gluten free because there's a couple of gluten free people in the house. Power five seconds, we had a great menu just done like that. Boom, yeah. uh, incredible. Uh, took all the thinking out of it. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, it's pretty Good amazing menu too, right? Good menu, yeah, yeah, tasty, delicious, nutritious. Yeah. A few cumin teas in there. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Oh, I just love cumin tea. Yeah, it smells amazing. It's great. Nutritious, delicious, good for your health. It is. You yeah. should try it. Anyway, AI. AI. It's been here for a while. I think that's the thing people probably don't realise, that it's actually been with us for, for a long time in various forms, and you probably interact with it in one form or another every day. Uh, if you think about you know search engines like Google, that's... You know, powered by AI. You think about ads on social media, all the, the ads you see on Facebook or TikTok or Twitter or wherever you are, they're shown to you because the system knows that you have some interest in those ads. Well, maybe you don't think you have an interest, but it uses interest targeting uh, yeah. to do that. It's incredible. Um, think about the email filters, you know, having your email, like stuff gets sent to spam or whatever, promotions folder. It's all done by AI. Think about, you know, voice-activated assistants like Siri or... Um, or Alexa, all those you know those annoying answer phone messages that you get. <laughs> press one, press two, uh, play your nice music. Um, even think about like you know we all have streaming systems or platforms like Netflix or Spotify or 
Disney Plus or whatever, all those sort of things, they actually have recommendation systems that send stuff that is similar to what you like already, you know, serve up for you to, to watch. And the AI is basically using your past behavior and probably some of your biographical data as well to figure out what might, you know, what might be fun for you to watch. Yeah. Or even mapping software like Google Maps. I know, I'm a bit slow. Like, I know the way I want to go, and sometimes it suggests another way, and I'm like, well, what's wrong with this thing? Mm. It's always right because there's traffic the way you want to go, and it's pointing you another direction. Yeah, well, it tells you where the traffic is, Yeah, right? that's right. I'm a bit of a slow learner, so I should listen. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the other day we were travelling somewhere. Uh, I can't remember where it was, but it took us uh, an extra 50 minutes because I didn't listen. I was stuck in traffic. Uh, so it's incredible. Well, uh, to think you know better than a machine that's all knowing is pretty. Uh, yeah, come <laughs> on. Pretty arrogant, really. That's right. I need to be a bit more <laughs> humble. I think to be honest, though, like doing a podcast on AI, it is a wee bit like trying to spend twenty minutes explaining the meaning of life. A pretty massive topic, and uh, you know you can't do it justice in a single episode. Um, I think you know, like you mentioned earlier, man, like AI has actually been here for ages. It's in everything we do. Like every app you use has AI components to it. It's incredible. Um, but yeah, definitely the and, a few and things that we you know, use right regularly. At, yeah, at the get go, no, we're not the world's experts at AI. No. Nah. Um, so there's a lot to learn about this, but uh, I think it's a really important topic, and to talk about how it may potentially affect your business and your life is uh, is definitely worthwhile digging into today. Yeah, definitely. So a couple of things I think we could focus on. One is just talk about how AI's got the potential to change not only business life, but also, you know, the impacts it might have on society as well, because uh, I think that's that's uh, important, and also then the potential for how we can use AI to make, you know, life in your plumbing, your electrical, or your similar construction business. Uh, or service business, how to make your life easier. Yeah, 100%. And I think, uh, I'm sure you've got a story to... I do have a story. This is a small yeah. story. Uh, so obviously we do marketing. You might, you might see videos that we do, whether they're through TikTok or YouTube or wherever, uh, and you have little clips. Uh, so, you know, normally to get a little clip, maybe it's a minute long, would take, you know, a couple of hours possibly, um, which is, you know, takes a bit of time. Yeah, uh, this, this is the editing we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, the editing. Yeah, yeah not to shoot. That doesn't yeah, take we, long at all. We, we, we kind of just talk yeah. and do stuff, but uh, there's a lot of work that goes on in the background. It does take time. Yeah, editing. Yeah. Uh, a couple of hours to get just a short clip. So uh, recently downloaded an app called Opus Clip, and uh, that will you can put your the link to your YouTube video in there, and it will go through and create 10, 11, 12 clips in like about eight minutes mm. uh, that are excellent to use, and it'll rank them according to their... Uh, you know, they're appealing uh, of, on social media. So it'll put the highest ranks one that thinks it's most likely to be liked or go viral will go at the top down to the bottom. Unbelievable. Yeah. So it's just taken out hours and hours of work. And the quality is actually really good. Yeah. Uh, so there's so much of that going on uh, in, in life and in business at the moment that it's that it's incredible. I was just really buzzed out by that. Well, not, I looked over Nephi's shoulder the other day. Nephi's uh, our chief video and graphics dude. And he was, uh, he was actually... He, um, using this program and I walked past and it had given him a full rundown of exactly why the clip it chose, why it chose it, um, you know, what was good about it, what it could be done better and, and like all of this advice. It was good advice too. Like it was. It didn't just clip the thing and, and say this is a good one. It gave a really good description of why and what could be better and actually tried to tell me my podcasting could be better. But anyway, here we go. And Nephi's sitting here and uh, just wanted to mention Nephi, he's keep telling me you're so busy, bro. What's going on? Just saved ours. What's up, G? <laughs> he just makes more stuff. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's pretty incredible. 
Yeah, pretty awesome. But hey, look, I think the point is if we don't get on board with the potential of AI and how we can leverage it, you know, we could run into some problems. I think for business, there's some massive uh, speed bumps on the horizon. And the first one is you're probably not going to have to meet your customers' expectations. So people are going to expect a whole lot more. Uh, and if you don't, you know, if you're not up to date with how to do things quicker, smarter, faster, you may not actually be able to deliver the services and the level of customer service that uh, that you really want to or need to to stay competitive. So that's that's a biggie. Uh, and your business is going to be, you know, less efficient. So you'll spend more time, you know, working for less profit than you could or should. Uh, and like in certain niches or niches, the AI could actually potentially change the whole game. Like, you know, for example, in preventative maintenance, mm. uh, AI is amazing at, at actually figuring out, you know, when things might potentially be breaking down or needing replacing or it might actually be able to do a lot of that itself. And so your service could actually become obsolete. You might need to change, you know, what you're focusing on, uh, which is which a big. And you, you do actually risk becoming a dinosaur. Definitely. Uh, and we know what happened to the dinosaurs. <laughs> Incidentally, they've been around a lot longer than we have. But you well, know. yeah, dinosaurs ruled the world for longer than we did. But uh, you know, can we be did. Over in a That's flash. a Freudian slip there. Well, then we do. Oh yeah, Freudian slip, man. <laughs> Maybe looking at the way the AI is going. Eh? <laughs> Who knows? Anyway, if we do get this right and we get on board with it, you know, we could leverage this in some pretty awesome yeah. ways. Well, I think it gives you the ability to provide uh, amazing customer service and retain more customers and give them an excellent experience. Mm. Uh, that's that's the first one. You can drive lots of efficiencies into your operations, you know, which is going to help you maintain higher margins and, and make you more profitable, which is which is great. More profit, you can buy time back, it's less stressful, it's just more fun. Uh, and you'll be on the wave rather than getting left behind. And, and also, great opportunities, I think, for training and upskilling your team like this You'll be able to actually leverage your efforts in a way that we just don't really understand, mm. uh, which I want to dig into a bit today. Yeah, 100%. So uh, what the heck is AI? Well, like I said, I, we're not the experts, right? But uh, you know, AI stands for artificial intelligence. The technical details of how it actually works, I, I don't really know. I'm not a, a coder. I don't understand all the zeros and ones in, in code. But it's really like having a clever assistant uh, who can learn from what they see and do. And this assistant is not human, it's actually a computer program. Uh, and in essence, that's what artificial intelligence is. It's just a, a computer program that learns uh, and learns incredibly fast and, and well. Yeah, well, it's a bit like teaching a computer to think and learn like we do, right? Uh, and obviously it has the added advantage that they can process and recall large amounts of information far quicker than we ever could. Um, which allows them to do a lot of tasks uh, that will take us heaps of time or would be super repetitive for us. Um, the difference is it can do those repetitive tasks like infinitely faster, infinitely more often, and it learns way quicker as a result and learns almost like a hive mind where it has the exponential value to uh, to teach itself across multiple brains, really, all at once, way faster. And so, I mean, really what this is going to lead to is it'll be a lot smarter than we are. It actually already is, and it's just going to get more and more. Uh, it's estimated that by about 2030, 2035, It'll be up to a billion times smarter than the smartest human, which is pretty crazy, right? Super interesting. I mean, if you think about the application of that, it's it, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing. crazy. Yeah. So it'll be able to do stuff so much quicker. It can learn so much quicker. It can do so much more. Um, yeah, real impressive. And I think you know, if we can obviously take advantage of this, this is this is going to be cool. Yeah, and it's been around like AI is not. It's really sort of burst onto the scene with ChatGPT because it's made it really accessible. Yeah, uh, and um, but it's been around for a while. Like I think the f the the term was first coined in 1956, uh, and even earlier than that. I don't know if, if you've watched the the movie uh, The Imitation Game. 
which mm. was uh, set in you know World War Two. A bunch of inventors in the forties, like Alan Turing, who were laying the groundwork, and and he was a British math- mathematician who provo- uh, he proposed the concept of a universal machine which could compute anything that is computable, mm. uh, and that was really the the precursor to the modern computer. That was like the 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 starting point, and they used the they built this machine. It's a massive machine with tubes and all sorts of stuff, you know, wheels and cogs and like it's crazy mm. size of a size of a, uh, a room. They use that to help crack the code of the Enigma machine that the that the Germans were using to transmit, uh, you know, military uh, information, mm. uh, particularly to U-boats and stuff like that, where, where convoys were. And so they used this machine to go through all the permutations and combinations that the codes could be uh, to actually crack it. Uh, and so that was really the the starting point of you know the, the computing as we know it, and uh, set the scene for a lot of this this stuff that's followed, which is recently has developed incredibly quickly. Yeah, and I think uh, I think the big thing with this is like when we say incredibly quickly, if you look at like a timeline of AI, um, I won't get right into it now, but if you actually draw it out at scale of timeline, it, it's it's actually mental how quick this has developed, you know, um, and it has been something which is you know, 70, 80 years in the making. But if you think about what happened in the first wee while of that versus in the last year or so, um, it's a pretty exponential curve of, of uh, development. And I think, you know, looking at how AI will actually impact society moving forward, it's still really anyone's guess. Uh, I mean, like we said, this is going to be way smarter than us and that's going to really propose a, something that we can't even imagine yet. Like there'll be all kinds of changes. Um but I think a lot of interesting stuff is, is definitely going to happen, and yeah, you know, uh, we, we stand to benefit. Yeah, as well. we, this is we're shooting the breeze here. Yeah, uh, uh, obviously we you know, know a bit about it, and um, but we're not experts, and but it's interesting. And and the first thing that people think about AI is that we're going to have a bunch of robots running around, you know, <laughs> taking over all the factory jobs and all the manual labor. And it doesn't look like that's going to be the thing. It actually turns out that the that the jobs and the things that AI can do. Uh, most effectively now is actually information-based jobs, yeah, processing-type jobs, you know, and that's 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 industries like accountancy, mm. uh, legal services, uh, education is up for a for a massive shake-up. Mm. Like accountancy is is a lot of processing with rules uh, and large amounts of information. That's absolutely perfect for AI. Mm. So if I was thinking about going into accounting, I think it's going to look really different in five or ten years' time. Yeah, and it's not to say it's going to be gone. It's just going to be very different. And I think, again, when we look at, you know, as you said, we think about it taking over things like factory jobs, but I think that's because there's an association we have to AI as robots. But remember, it's not robots. It's an intelligence. Um, So, you know, it's, it's not robots going out and doing things for you. It's an intelligence that's way more intelligent than us. And so it's actually all of the intelligence based stuff which is going to be, uh, you know, supplemented or replaced by AI. Um, so we need to think about it that way. I think yeah, it's just le- an important yeah, frame. for sure. Legal's another one. I mean, <clears throat> you can ask ChatGPT to give you a legal opinion and it will give you a pretty solid legal opinion because yeah. it can it can actually research all the statutes mm. in the jurisdiction that, you know, you're in. You just tell it the jurisdiction mm. uh, and, and it will search all the – it knows the case law mm. and it can write complex legal opinions. Yeah. That are incredibly thorough, yeah. and probably more thorough than a lot of legal executives or associates can do. But it can do it in five seconds. Yeah, and I think this is where a lot of people will say, "Yeah, but it's not as good at the moment." You know, like it's not any supplement for you know what people are able to do. 
But when we think about that exponential learning, it's like, yeah, maybe not now, but you might be thinking, oh, well, that's going to be years and years and years away. And it's like, no, it'll probably be a month or two max. Uh, because if you think about the rate of learning, anything you could possibly as a person learn that might take you 30 years of experience, that's like 30 seconds to AI. So, I mean, it, it can learn all that stuff and it will and it will do yeah, it really and well. That's a good point. At the moment, you know, the best legal brains will write better legal opinions than chat GPT will. Mm. Uh, but everyone who has chat GPT can now get a pretty good legal opinion written for themselves without getting any help, Yeah, just typing in the question. Uh, and it will learn, as you say, from from the stuff that it gets. And yeah. and because it can learn 24-7, billions, billions of times faster than human intelligence, then they, they, you know it's just going to be better. Yeah, uh, Education is another one. So this massive outcries in the education uh, sector, professors and teachers lamenting the fact that students are going to cheat on their exams to get uh, answers. I've looked at it, I've taken some questions that my kids have had and I've put them into chat GPT and they give great answers. Well, uh, better than we would sometimes, well, right? Yeah, certainly yeah. certainly. I was like, yeah, that's on point. And yeah, kids obviously need to learn stuff. This, But you know, how is this going to change things? Well, who knows? But I know one thing for sure is that um, teachers use it to write exam questions. Yeah, like they say create a, a a year ten or a year eleven exam for uh, on this topic. Give us you know twenty questions. Yeah, uh, so it's pretty funny. Well, it's funny you talk about education. I mean, like one thing Elon Musk has predicted is that um is that one of the things we'll use AI for is we'll actually just let it tap straight into our brains and you'll be able to just download information immediately because it learns it that quickly and it can just basically put it into you. Uh, you might remember back to the movie The Matrix and um, oh, yeah. whenever they want to learn something, it's like, you know, Tank, I need a patch for a blah, blah, helicopter or something and, just, and then they know it, you know, like, or Neo sitting there and within about a minute he's like, I know Kung Fu. Kung Fu master. Yeah. But like, seriously, it, it could be like that where if you think about being in education and you need to take... 13 years of a child's life to teach them different skills and it might be more like 13 seconds of plugging into a computer and school's done yeah things like that could be well and and one thing for sure is this is pretty cool it's actually going to make quality education available to way more people that's right because now you can take the best teaching and it's online yeah you don't have to physically go and pay huge fees to go to a a fancy private or public school whatever it is Mm. you can actually get that quality of education anywhere yeah, which is incredible. Yeah. Like I think that's amazing. So, uh, lots of changes. Uh, you know, changes to workforces, which may change how society looks. You know, maybe there'll be sectors of the workforce that don't have jobs that were mm. maybe formerly paid, highly paid. They might have to find some other stuff to do. So that that has some potential social implications. But um, very interesting. I think the thing with that as well, just to be really clear this is the way it's been forever all through society like if you think about like once upon a time there were people that did jobs that don't exist today because we created machines and different you know technology that made those jobs obsolete and actually when you think about it now imagine doing those jobs these days it's like we made them obsolete because they were stink jobs honestly like it's people stuff we didn't want to do you wouldn't get slaves to carry rocks up to the top of the pyramids today, would you? Just get a big crane and well, I mean, dude, I was watching that uh, movie, The Hurt Locker, last night. It came up on Netflix, and um, yeah, I'm just thinking about you know even the the robots they use to disarm bombs. I mean, like, <laughs> it's better than being in that suit standing over the bomb, right? And I mean, like, we we still have to do that these days, but I mean, like, the smarter and smarter things get, the jobs that get replaced are for the betterment of everybody and, and actually it creates new jobs in itself doesn't it so we think oh we'll take all of these jobs but actually it just creates different jobs that we don't have yet because they're 
not needed. So it's just it's just a change. It's not a replacement. I think that's that's important to understand. And you know, something like Chat GPT can make everyone a lot smarter. So people who find it difficult to write or are not that well educated, they can actually get a piece of writing done or a, a good letter or email or whatever done to a pretty high standard, which is cool. Uh, that's going to really help uh, a bunch of people. Yeah, 100%. And I think, you know, as we said, this this is going to get more intelligent than us. Uh, it never sleeps, has the ability to learn uh, on its own, and it's way beyond our ability to learn. Um, you don't have to feed them. I mean, like, and they can just learn so much quicker. I mean, if you think about a quantum computer can learn, you know, a billion times faster than a normal computer, which already learns way faster than us. I mean, like, and that's only going to improve itself. And so it's just, yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, like, and I think the thing is, is we think about things in terms of our own learning cycles. And I remember back to Mogadat, he's a bit of a you know, authority on this, yeah. Uh, you know, big time at uh, Google X uh, in the past. And uh, he tells a story about having these grippers at Google X, which is like a you know, machine arm. Picks think of the, the fairground attractions where you... You put a coin in and it grips a soft toy and picks it up. Yeah, well, you look at like an uh, you know automotive plant where they're yep. building building cars. You know, a lot of it's used with grippers, yep. and they go and they pick things up and put them together and stuff. Anyway, um, had these grippers and it's teaching the grippers through AI how to pick up different objects and be able to you know adapt to the way they are. And they use kids' toys because um, they're actually really good for training. They're often different textures, different weights, different sizes and shapes and stuff. So they're you know quite complex things to pick up. And they had this little yellow ball. Uh, and he says every day he'd walk past the, the lab and he'd see the grippers trying to pick up the yellow ball and they just would never get it. It seemed like an impossibility. There's too many variables. But, you know, one day he sees the gripper pick up the yellow ball uh, and it has to show it to a camera. Look what I did. Um, and it puts it down. And um, and he thinks, wow, that was amazing. But also he thinks, well, I mean, it's a fluke, right? I mean, it's done it millions of times and has never got it. Sure, it got it once. Complete fluke. You know, like probably be another million times before we see it again and by the end of the day uh that gripper got the yellow ball every time 100 percent success rate and not only that every gripper in the lab got it immediately once that one gripper got it every gripper got it and that's the thing is ai is not you know confined to one machine at a time like our brains are you know this is a universal hive mind that it can actually uh when one learns they all learn exponentially uh, and so basically that fluke turned into a certainty within the space of about a day for all the grippers, which is pretty crazy. So, I mean, it's definitely going to be more intelligent than us and there's definitely potential it could take on a life of its own. So, I mean, how would that affect us? Yeah, well, it's a good question. No one really knows. But uh, it's incredible, the opportunities and, uh, and the implications of this. Uh, it's massive. So I guess the thing is... Uh, that's sort of the high level of, of society, I suppose, but we be cool to drill down into what it actually looks like for our businesses, you know, whether it's a plumbing or electrical, landscaping, painting, glazing, tiling, drain laying, whatever yeah. business you're in, uh, how, how does it affect it? Well, you know, where to start, it's a little hard to know, but I think there are some pretty obvious ones. Well, AI should be amazing at scheduling. Yeah. Like in the most profitable and efficient way. You know, you feed in the skill sets of the workers, your team, the type of work, the location of the jobs, the travel distances, it's going to feed in traffic flows, stock levels, distances, suppliers, all that stuff is all an algorithm that can be uh, computed. And uh, it'll know, it'll be able to calculate and schedule the team in an incredibly efficient way. Uh, yeah. And not only that, it'll be able to alert the customers immediately on travel times and changes. Uh, so you're probably not going to need a scheduler in the same way. If you think about the way that you add in 
you know, what happened on previous jobs when you're back costing and, you know, adding in your job cards and things like that to your job management software, the AI will be able to figure out not just, you know, all of those things that you said, but it'll, it'll know your staff because it knows that Tim, when he does this type of work, takes about this long, but Mike is faster. And so when he schedules Mike, it's going to take this long, but Tim's going to need this long and the hours are different and therefore you should price different because of the skill set of Tim versus Mike on that specific type of work. And things that you think are a grey area where you're like, well, I mean, you might be thinking in terms of types of work, you're like, well, this is, you know, residential maintenance and this is a new build or something like that. But it's like it will be able to tell right down to the detail of the type of task within the build in the start of, you know, whether it's a pre-pipe or whether or not it's like a, you know, later stage. It'll know the differences and who's good at what and how fast they are based on previous information. It'll know it immediately and it will schedule to the second of what it was likely to take that person It'll know your people better than you ever could. It's pretty, pretty And the cool. reason for that is that the processing power is just phenomenal. Yeah. We just don't have that capacity. That's right. Customer service is another one. So you, you can have 24-7 people, person, fielding service calls that never gets tired. Uh, it'll be able to take phone calls and talk in a, any voice that you want and respond because it, it, it has that capacity now, uh, you know, to field calls, SMSs, and emails. So that's that's incredible. Yeah. Uh, and you you've, you match that in with the scheduling, that's kind of a package deal. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, and it'll do a better job, again, even with that customer service, because it actually knows good customer service better than we do, because it's actually algorithmic. Like, we think this is a something that's a human quality, but it is algorithmic. It's based on things that we've learned from past experiences, and it can process all of that immediately. I mean, you look at marketing, uh, you get AI to write a month's worth of social media posts in about five seconds. Uh, and again, they're pretty good and getting better. It's learning all the time. Uh, you know, anything that involves processing, so it's invoices, you know, accounting, following up money, uh, it's going to be able to do all of this in written form, but eventually in voice form too. And again, that might seem far away, but it's not. I saw a clip of Morgan Freeman giving a speech yesterday, only and it, it looks like Morgan Freeman. It's a video of Morgan Freeman in his voice, but it's not him. It's AI. It's using all the images and video it could find of Morgan Freeman to generate his face and all of the things on the internet of his voice to generate his voice. And it's him, but it's not. So so how do we know, Phil, that this is you and not just an AI doing the podcast? Well, honestly, you don't. And this brings back to, if you look at Alan Turing, he has a thing called the Turing test, which has um, been developed to figure out whether something is a robot or not. Yep. And the test is basically that you have a conversation and ask that you know robot questions and if you can't tell that it's a robot, it passes the Turing test. That's if right. It, if it, you, you can tell, then it doesn't pass. Um, I tell you what, that Morgan Freeman video, it, <laughs> it passed the Turing test. Mate. Well, this is the thing too. You know, we have a lot of stuff on social media these days, political stuff and stuff. You actually can't believe everything you see on social media because you don't actually know it was curated by artificial intelligence or someone nefariously using this yeah. uh, for their own ends. So it's pretty... Pretty trippy. But if we bring it back to a non-nefarious and re- like you know relatable thing for you know people listening to this, um, guys, like this is where in the past you might say, yeah, but I don't want one of those automated voice services. People can tell it's a robot. It's less personal. Man, like we already have the technology where you could be talking to someone on the phone. They give you a world-class, great experience that's amazing customer service, and it's a robot, man. Like, and you wouldn't know. Yep. So that's pretty cool, actually, when you think about it. It is. Well, and, and I, one of the areas I think this could be incredible is training. So if you think about how to train your team, your techs, your tradespeople, uh, there's a time issue here. 
uh, and there's a resourcing issue and it's difficult to get uh, you know, a bunch of different jobs, you know, you have to set them up in the workshop or you have to take video equipment to jobs and out in the field. Well, AI will be actually able to create training videos of yourself based on previous video inputs, so other videos of yourself, uh, and it will be able to input types of jobs. You'll be able to actually create a training video of how to, you know, how to fit in a, a hot water cylinder, and they can watch it. Yeah. And it's AI, uh, which, which is amazing. You think of the, how quickly you could train your team if you had a bunch of SOPs and training videos generated by AI to show them how to do a bunch of the jobs. Yeah. How much... How much time you could save well especially for more niche jobs if you think about some things in order to train them you have to wait for an opportunity for that problem so you can show people how to do it and it's like ai can just generate a video of that exact problem with the detail and you fixing it even though that never happened i mean like the the implications of this are pretty amazing it's it's awesome pricing is another one so pricing is is largely a process driven activity Uh, it's a bunch of algorithms so you'll have a price. You'll have an AI pricing assistant who gathers all the specs from the client, uh, goes through the plans, counts the quantities of the materials and labour, finds the cheapest suppliers, liaises with the client, has a conversation, and sends out the quote or bid. And they'll do it in five seconds. Yeah, and not only that, but they'll probably also have looked at upselling opportunities, cross-selling opportunities. It will looked at potential variations that you could add, like percentage likelihood of actually closing those variations and give you a script of this is what to say to close that deal like it's it's really it's really uh really exciting and you know maybe estimators and and qs's is another area which may look very different in the future uh, because ai is is well set up to do that kind of work and again like this is not something to fear i think uh, again it's very easy to fear this kind of thing because you think oh what's going to happen to my job but that's not it it's actually just that your job's going to become that much more efficient um but it doesn't make us obsolete. It just makes our jobs look different. Um, and I mean, other things, you can already get ChatGPT to write you a JD, you know, job description or a job ad for you know, attracting new talent. They aren't always great, to be fair, at the moment. You know, um, but at the same time, they are pretty good and they're getting better every second of every day. So it's pretty cool. Um, and it's great for preventative maintenance. Like if you think about, you know, issues that or breakdowns that can happen, you know, with machinery, you know, like it's going to be able to know exactly the health, you know, health of any machine at any time, you know, and exactly what's wrong with it, how to fix it and probably be able to fix it itself, like even, or at least alert you and, and give you yeah, the I information mean this, needed. This, this info has been around for a while. I remember my brother doing a, a university project, he did engineering. And basically, the project was uh, uh, voice recognition software that actually listened to the the sound of bearings and machinery working. Yeah. And when that pitch changed, you mm. knew that there's something wrong with the with the uh, you know with the with the um, equipment. Yeah. And that it does that, uh, but it'll be able to diagnose. It's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, there's already a lot of diagnostic tools out there, but if you just if you think about this, like just the speed and efficiency and accuracy of problem diagnostics is is going to be crazy i mean component wear and tear it's like it's all just going to be really easy to figure out and open up a lot of opportunities uh plus less breakdowns in the stuff you use which is awesome for sure there's lots of stuff coming down the pipe and i mean we could go on about this for ages and we could probably do you know three months worth of episodes on ai uh it's Mm. it's very interesting and it's changing all the time there's new apps coming out all the time you know there's apps for video editing for writing books for summarizing meeting notes for replying to emails, 
you know, video. It's just, it's it's amazing. There's so much happening. Yeah, and reporting on key t- key statistics. Yep. E- everything. It's all yep. in there, and I think you're going to be able to leverage this in a pretty cool way. So. Yeah, exciting times. It so is. should we land this plane? We should do that. So artificial intelligence or AI is here and it's changing the way we do business and you'll get some massive benefits in your business if you're able to harness the power of artificial intelligence. Thanks heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. See you later. Next week on the Profitable Trading Podcast. We've all had the situation where a job goes wrong and our team makes a mistake that requires some remedial work to put it right. It's frustrating and annoying. But most business owners have no idea how much money rework actually costs them. Tune into this week's podcast where we dig into the unbelievable cost that rework has on the profitability of your business and some suggestions to stop this profit-eating curse. Congratulations on being part of a select group of savvy business owners who are taking their businesses to the next level. And to help you on your journey, don't forget to check out our show notes for a copy of our free book, The Profitable Trading, and other valuable resources. Thanks for being a part of this special group and we'll see you in the next episode of the Profitable Trady Podcast.